Hi, and welcome back to God is Real, God is Good. It's me, Camus Johnson, this week, and we have Beth with us here this week. Hello. And <laughs> I'm at Beth here at Camp Alaka, where I'm working for the summer. So, Beth, why don't you kind of introduce yourself to everybody and just tell us where you're from. Um, like she said, my name is Beth. Um, I'm actually from Wisconsin, oh. so, yes. <laughs> um, I knew Mike and Timmy when they lived in Wisconsin, and they've flown me out every year to Camp Aleka to help out. It's been really great. Yeah, Mike and Timmy are really great. They're the camp directors, and they find everybody and bring us all together to create this wonderful Camp Aleka experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Beth, why don't you tell us about your, kind of like your religious background growing up? Yeah, so I grew up, I would say, predominantly in a Christian home. Um, most of my extended family is Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, we did kind of do a lot of church hopping when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just a lot of like, okay, we're going to be here for a couple months and then we'll try this church for a couple months. So I never really had like a, and it was a lot of different denominations. Okay. Um, yeah. All pretty similar, but not, you know, they definitely had their differences. Um, so I think, uh, mainly Christian background, but never really had like a solid place where I was like brought up in these specific ways. Yeah. Um, I grew up watching my mom spend time with the Lord every morning. Every morning when I would get up, she'd be on the couch <laughs> spending time with God. Wow. Which was just a great example to grow up with. Yeah, I know. Definitely. My dad, he was always doing his worship in the morning or like in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. He could always see it. And like, that's such a testament, like growing up that, you know, like God is an important and it's a priority in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, totally. Definitely. So kind of like, how did God lead you or like, Where'd you go from there? Yeah, so like I said, grew up in a Christian home. I remember like asking my mom to pray with me when I was like five mm-hmm. to accept Jesus into my heart, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then as my life kind of went on, I mean, I definitely would have said growing up my whole life, like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but mm-hmm. my actions and the way that I lived my life didn't necessarily reflect that. But I was always involved in youth groups, went to church, I went to a Christian high school. So it was always, it, it just wasn't like my own faith. Mm, yeah. But when I was 19, just a whole slew of things happened. So I was diagnosed with um, anxiety when I was 10. Oh, wow. um, and so I had started being on like a anxiety medication. And anxiety has really been something that's just kind of always been within my life but for whatever reason when I was 19 it was just at an all-time high Mm -hmm. Um, I felt constantly like there was this pressure on my chest like I couldn't breathe it's like I was having a panic attack like all the time and I remember just like having moments in the car and being like god why is this happening like I'm so tired of feeling this way Mm -hmm. um and then on my first day of college my mom had been pretty sick And she actually, like, collapsed, like, as I was walking out the door. And I was like, Mom, are you okay? And she was, like, on her knees. And she was like, I'm fine. Like, I'm okay. Like, Dad's going to take me to the hospital. Like, just go to school. And I'm, like, driving to school. Like, what's going on with my mom? Like, I just watched her, like, she's, like, on the ground. This is not normal. So my anxiety is at an all-time high. Mm. I don't really know what's going on with my mom. Then I find out later that she has to have, like, a pretty major surgery And then shortly after that, I find out that my great-grandma, who I would say I'm pretty close to, had a really bad fall, and she was in the hospital. Um, But then she got better, and she was going home. That's good. But then she went to her heavenly home. (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> I know. She was ready. I mean, she was 90 years old, so she oh. was, you know, I mean, she was ready. She definitely went peacefully, but that was really hard. That happened maybe a couple weeks after I started my first day of school. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I found out that my grandpa on my other side of the family was in the hospital. He had been diagnosed with leukemia a couple of years before, but then he died shortly after my great-grandma oh. died. So it was like about eight weeks of just like this continued anxiety, unknowns with my mom, and then losing my great-grandma and my grandpa all like in this really short time frame on top of starting college and working like I think I worked like three or four jobs at the time. So it was oh like, goodness. it just was like, go, go, go all the time. Just everything hitting you all at once. Yeah, seriously. It was a lot. And I remember there was one day where I was sitting in my room and I was just feeling so anxious about something. And I just remember having this overwhelming sense of like, I need to get a Bible, like a real Bible. You know, you've got like mm-hmm. those like little kid explorer Bibles oh, yeah. that have like, this Bible is for girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> those and they, things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I had those. Here I am, 19 years old, don't even have like a grown-up Bible. Um, and so I was like, I need to go to Barnes & Noble and get like a real Bible. And my mom was like, you have Bibles. And I was like, no, I need to go and like get a real Bible. And so I found one that I liked and I just remember diving into Ephesians and just remembering for the first time reading the word of God and actually feeling like peace and Mm -hmm. comfort of reading something that I knew was sure when there was so Mm -hmm. much going on in my life that wasn't sure and wasn't concrete. And here I am reading the word of God. I grew up knowing like this never changes. God is always the same. His word is always the same. And it just hit differently because I was in a season of my life where it felt like there was nothing that was the same. Mm-hmm. Everything was moving and changing. Um, and so I was able to read this and it really just spoke. I don't even remember exactly what I read, but just from something sure when like your world's collapsing or everything's mm-hmm. going on. It's like the one thing that's sure and steady. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So after that, I just started to really feel like a hunger for the word of God mm-hmm. um, and to draw closer to him. Um, at the time, like I said, I was in college, and so I was a voice major because I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> I went to a, a private school that very much pushed college, um, um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do, and so I was like, well, I really like to sing, so I'll just try that. Um, and in doing that, my voice teacher, her name was Amy, she asked me, like, what is it that you want to do? And who knows, it must have been the Lord that I said this, but I was like, I would like to maybe like lead worship or do something along those lines. Now, mind you, I like just started coming into the things of the Lord. Mm. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> leading worship is something that I had done throughout my life, but I didn't really understand. Like all that goes into it and stuff. Yes. Um, and she was like, oh, that's really interesting that you say that because I help teach voice lessons at this school in town called the School of Worship at Living Light Church. Wow. And I was like, get out of here. No way. (laughs) So she told me about that. And then I was a part of a club called Inner Varsity Mm -hmm. and they had a speaker come in. His name was Ian. And he talked all about like the importance of the word of God. And I was like, wow, that was like, that was so good. And I remember asking someone like, where does he, where, like, where was he from? And they were like, oh, he's from Living Light. I was like, oh, I just heard about that the other day. (laughs) And then the next day I went out to lunch with my friend and she was like, have you ever heard of Living Light? And I was like, girl, (laughs) three times this week. (laughs) Just hearing all about it, you know? And what's crazy is I've lived in Kenosha my whole life and never heard of this church. Really? Ever. Yes. 
And so I was like, okay, that's the third time I heard about this week. So I took my sister and we went on a Sunday and I just loved it. And then I found out, I like read in the bulletin that they have like worship every morning at eight o'clock, which was like, I think my first class was at like 930 or something like that. And so I was mm. like, oh my gosh, what a, what a great way to start off my day to like start with worship yeah. every morning with these young people. So cool. um, I came to find out later that that was actually the school worship program that Amy had been talking about. Oh, really? That they led worship every morning before they started their school school day. So I started doing that. There is just something so great about starting off your day with the Lord mm, and yeah. worshiping Him and getting your mind in a right spot. And really, like, the, mo- the more I look at it, I'm like, God just pursued the heck out of me. Like, just, <laughs> you know, it's just like, yes. it's just, I'm like, I'm thinking of my whole life and I would try and try and try and try to fix what I was doing and, like, try to be good and try to not sin anymore, try mm-hmm. to, like, get out of certain patterns in my life and... I just never was at a point where it was like I would try, but it just felt like I couldn't change it. Like, you're trying to, of your own power, you're like trying to change these Mm -hmm. cycles or these things happening in your life and try as you might, as hard as you can, like, you can't do it. And Mm -hmm. it gets so frustrating. It does. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's so, it can feel really burdensome, but Mm -hmm. I knew, like, I remember knowing that God was close to me and there was just this hunger that he was producing within me to be closer to him and to pray and to read the word and to be around friends that truly loved the Lord. And I found that when I started going to worship in the mornings was I just started to connect with different girls and hang out with the students on the school. And I started going to that church and it just was like kind of a catapult into my growing in my relationship with God so fast, that was like probably like September mm-hmm. or so. And so I started praying about doing the school of worship and I felt like the Lord was leading me in that way. And so I actually dropped out of college the second semester oh, wow. to work and save to do the school of worship. Yeah, and so FASA doesn't pay for that. So when you choose no. to do those things, it's like it's a little bit of a leap of faith. Like, you know, will God provide? Will I be able to yes. do this? And yes. And he did. He did provide. That's awesome. Um, which was amazing and just like great confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he continued to provide as I was going throughout the school, which was really amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So I applied for the school, got in, um, and I felt like everything was really great. Like I was, people would add, like people always ask what are you like, what are you looking for on the school? Like, what do you want to get out of it? And I was like, I want to be uncomfortable the really? whole time. I, that's exactly what everybody would do. They'd be like, really? <laughs> no way. Like, that sounds like, are you sure? But I knew, like, I was, I just knew that if you are going to grow, you have to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If you stay comfortable, you're not ever going to grow. If you stay within your comfort zone, if you don't ever step out, like, you're just gonna stay where you're at and I was like I don't want to stay where I'm at like that old adage is like there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's Mm -hmm. no comfort in the growth zone and yes exactly it's annoying but it's true yes but it's so worth it It when you step out and you're like wow look how much I've grown or look how far I've come so you just stepped in there with I want to grow people are like are you sure (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) um so that was always my answer was I want to be uncomfortable and so I went in like ready to go, like guns blazing. I was like, I'm giving, I want to give this my everything. And right off the bat, the Lord started dealing with different things in my heart. Mm. Um, 
and I just felt like I was being wrecked every day, but in oh. the best way. And I just couldn't be quiet about my faith. Like, my dad is not born again. Mm. And so I would come home and be like, Dad, do you know what the gospel is? Like, do you know? And, like, it's just, like, there was so much, like, revelation that came. And it's like, of course I knew what the gospel was before, but it, it was, like... I had received revelation of, like, what Jesus has actually done. Like, Dad, do you realize that he came and, like, died for you? Like, God sent his son and, you know, trying to explain that to him. And he would just be like, yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. Like, mm. when the gospel really starts to break on you and, like, it mm. really goes to your heart and you're like, wow, God loves us. He mm -hmm. loves me. And you just, like, want to tell everyone. And people are yes. like, yeah, I already knew that. And you're like, I know. Oh, and okay. you're like, ah, Jesus, give them revelation. <laughs> <laughs> Help them understand. Yes, totally. Um, so I was on fire. It was like, there were some days that were really hard, but it's like, I just knew, like, I need, this needs to happen in order for me to grow. And then mid-November, mm -hmm. um, I remember talking with my mom and she told me she had a doctor's appointment. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, do your thing, you know? <laughs> you be mom. Yeah, I'm like, go ahead. I don't know why you're telling me that. And then she came back and she told me that she got a mammogram and there was something on it that was suspicious. Oh. And I was like, my stomach just dropped because my mom is my absolute best friend. Oh, We're yeah. so similar and we have a great relationship. And we talk about the things of the Lord and just have kind of grown in a lot of things together, which just... has been really special. Um, and so to hear that there was possibly something wrong, I was like, it was really scary. So we, she went and got t some tests done and it turned out she did have breast cancer. Oh, wow. Um, it luckily was only stage one. Oh, wow. That's bad. Um, and not for a couple weeks later, but we found out that it was non-invasive as well, which oh. was really great. Because if it had gotten into her lymph nodes, then yeah, it then is it in your go. whole body. Yeah. Yes. So I found out this news and I just remember thinking, like, are you kidding me? Like, I've just set aside nine months mm -hmm. for you, God. Yeah. I've been giving it all that I have. I mean, you wanted the discomfort and you've been yeah, getting I know. <laughs> I know. I wanted the discomfort, but I didn't think it would affect somebody else, you yeah. know? like. And so I just remember being kind of irritated. And then I remember there was one night while I was laying in bed and I was just like sad as it sounds, I just crying myself to sleep because I was so afraid. Yeah. Um, cause there's just so much unknown with cancer. You just, you I mean, never know. You don't know if it's going to come back. And it's just so hard. Like my grandma had cancer, mm -hmm. um, breast cancer. She actually did die from it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, and it's really hard because it's a lot of unknown and it's a really scary time. And it's someone you really love and like mm -hmm. you're really close to your mom. And I'm sure that's just like wrecking your world even more like yeah it was a lot I remember laying in bed and crying and the Lord just speaking to me and he just is asking he just asked me like do you still believe that I am good mm. and I was like I remember thinking like I can either I felt like I was very much at like a crossroads I was like I can either say yes God I do still believe that you're good even though this my best friend has just gotten diagnosed with cancer or I can turn the other way and deny you and say no I don't believe that you're good anymore and the next morning at school we were singing this song called you are good <laughs> and I was like oh lord you mm, you, <laughs> you really tested me aren't you and it's like a fast song and 
we on the school they talk a lot about the importance of you know just like praising God and clapping your hands and dancing and you, you know just yeah. those different kinds of things to praise the Lord like the Psalms talk about and I just had to choose I was like am I going to allow my circumstances to dictate what the word of God says mm. about God's character which is that he is good and that he never changes yeah. and that was a really big breaking point for me because I just chose to go ahead and dance and I was crying because I was upset but yeah. it was like a moment where I was like it was a moment where I laid down my own feelings and emotions and said you are God you are Lord and my feelings and my circumstances do not change who you are and that was a really, really hard lesson to learn. But I'm so glad that I did because now in life, I can say without a, beyond a shadow of a doubt, no matter what happens to me in my life, you can throw any scenario at me and I still find myself saying God is good. Now, have I experienced every scenario? Have I experienced harder things since then? Not necessarily, but I'm like, I know that within my heart, it's something that I'm not going to question is that God is good. Mm -hmm. all the time and he never ever changes and um it's such a hard lesson to learn but it's it's so valuable because like we'll have trials and we'll have circumstances that'll break mm -hmm. us down and it's just like important to find that place to find that verse mm -hmm. that worship song or whatever it is to just come back to and be like you are good you know mm -hmm. despite what's going on around me despite how I'm hurting or whatever it is mm -hmm. just to remember that and that's so awesome that you could learn that at such a young age, even though the circumstances were not so great in life. Yeah, I find that's often how you f how you learn the most valuable lessons. Yes, is through really hard, difficult times. And now looking forward, I'm like, ooh, I don't want the hard, difficult times. <laughs> but I just had a conversation the other day, and someone was like, "Trials are good," and I was like, "You right." <laughs> But they don't feel good, but they are good. Um, I know. I read this book, and it was talking about trials, and it's like, mm. we should greet trials like a friend when they walk up to us. We should be like, oh, welcome, old friend. Come in, because you're going to teach me such valuable lessons, and you know, going to show me how great God is. And mm. I'm like, you're not completely wrong, but at the same time, like, I... My flesh does not react that way. <laughs> My flesh is not, not very happy about that. Yeah, and I think that's something that I would I would want to grow in more is that my mm -hmm. immediate reaction isn't, uh, <laughs> why are you doing this to me? But instead for it to be like, okay, this is hard, but my God is good. He is my rock and he is my fortress. And I am like, it's actually like the Bible talks about like suffering with Christ. Like if you think about Paul's life mm -hmm. and how many times like the lash, the, the lashes that Jesus mm -hmm. got, Paul got that three times in his lifetime. He did. He's yeah. almost beaten to death. I'm like, on he, yeah, like on multiple occasions. And I've never experienced physical persecution for the gospel. And there is something, there is a promise of being a Christian doesn't mean that it's just going to all be good. No. You know, it's going to come, trials are going to come, but our hope is found in Jesus and our hope is in what he's done for us. And that can't be shaken yeah. you know because we so often forget or like there's like this misrepresentation that like as soon as you come to god it'll be easy and it'll be nice and you know like there's no more pain and 
he definitely takes a lot of that way and like he deadens it and he does so much but mm-hmm. like trials come up again and he's refining us and mm-hmm. he's purifying us and he's making us better and like mm-hmm. i'm just like you my flesh like as soon as a trial comes i'm like no lord no take it away <laughs> but like when it's all passed and when it's all said and done and like you're looking back down the road you can be like okay god yeah i praise you for that because it taught me these valuable lessons that i never would have mm-hmm. learned otherwise yeah are you familiar with the song it is well yes when i found out what like, how that song was written. Oh, I know. Um, just, I guess for those listening who don't know, this man lost his daughters and his wife, mm-hmm. I think all at once, yeah. right? Um, and he wrote this song saying, it is well with my soul. As he was on the ship passing by where they died. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, to be able to say it is well and to accept loss like that, and to be able to still say whatever it is that you will for my life, God, even if it means losing everyone that I love. I'm like, that is, that's amazing. And that to me shows, you know, the name of this podcast is God is good. God is real, right? God is real. God is good. Sorry, God is real. God is good. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but I think like, I love this, that we're like sharing our testimonies because when you can hear the trials that someone's gone through and you're like, wow, they've been through that and they still love God and they still want him in their life and they're still serving him. It's mm-hmm. like, there is a change. I've heard testimony after testimony from different people where I just look at them and I'm like, God is real. Like mm-hmm. your life is completely different. Like yeah. you have experienced like, I don't have a super crazy testimony, but like, I know that I knew the pursuit of God when I was 19. I knew, um, which was amazing for me because, you know, I had never really known a pursuit in a good way, mm. you know? Yeah. And so to know pers- a pursuit of a father to, who wanted to come and know me was just amazing. And my life is totally different. People who knew me in high school and who who maybe haven't met me since then or you know what I mean there was someone who I was on school worship with she's one of my closest friends and she would just look at me sometimes and be like you are a completely different person (laughs) I'm like Jesus (laughs) it's all Jesus really because remember I said I tried to change in high school and Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it I could not do it in my own strength and there was something of the Lord coming and pursuing me and giving me the strength to change those things and giving me a hunger for his word and to be with him and when you can see someone's life totally transform from a life of sin and selfishness to a life of desiring to pursue righteousness and humility. And like, when you see those changes, it's like, how, like, (laughs) how'd that happen? Yeah. How did that happen? Cause it doesn't just happen on our own. No, like, I guess looking back or like reading back in my journal, like from times when I was unconverted to now, I'm like, like, what happened like you know like that was so hard and that was so awful I was such a bad person then and Mm -hmm. I'm like man God has taught me so much and it's just like like that wasn't me like I didn't even really notice the change happening but like Mm -hmm. God's working and like he does it in those hidden ways and you're just like wow God is good and you're Mm -hmm. just like floored for a second yeah man that's just really amazing and I know you work in ministry now, so why don't you tell me just a little bit like what your ministry is and you know what that looks like. Yeah, so I work for an organization called Youth for Christ, 
Um, Billy Graham actually started it in like the 40s. Oh, wow. Don't quote me on that year. (laughs) It's been around for a second. (laughs) Yes, it has. Um, So it has a lot of different like ministry aspects to it. But the one that I'm a part of is called Campus Life. And so what we do is go into middle schools and high schools and have a club called Campus Life. Um, And the goal is to um, preach the gospel and Mm -hmm. invite kids who do not know anything about church or the Bible or God and teach them about that. Now, I'm sure people are probably thinking, like, how do you get into public schools? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big question there. Yes. Um, so we actually partner with local churches and utilize the students that are on fire for God and desire to see their schools changed and for their friends to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use them as student leaders. Oh, so cool. when you have students asking for a club like this and are saying, like, I want to be the president of this club and I want to help run this club. I want my friends to hear this. Um, the deans and the principals are much more apt to allow it in. So, um, so it's coming from their students and it's something they're mm-hmm. requesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, there cool. is still a little bit of like a, oh, you're an outside organization coming in. But once they get to know us generally, they're they're pretty I mean, you are kind of cool people. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, um, so that's cool. So, like, how has God been, like, working with that ministry in your life? Yeah, it's been a dream, honestly, to just be able to partner with local churches and work with so many of them and um, see students run the club. There was one student leader that we had, and he was he came in and something kind of seemed off, and we asked him what was up, and he said that he had had a doctor's appointment, and he explained to us that he was born with or he had lung cancer when he was a baby and they got it under control, whether that was with treatments or chemo, I'm not really sure. Went away, never had to deal with it again, but he had a doctor's appointment and they had found all of these like different dark spots on his lungs or something like that. And they were concerned. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. They were concerned that the cancer might be coming back. Um, And so we just asked him if after club we could pray for him. And he was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, of course. And so, um, the team that I'm with just came around him and, and prayed for him and prayed for healing. And then we all kind of went about our days. And then we saw him the next week. And we were like, hey, how did your doctor's appointment go? Like, how are you feeling? You know, and yeah. he was like, you guys are not going to believe this. But everything that they saw on the scan is gone. Oh, wow. Like, it's, it's just gone. It's just gone. Yes. And the doctors were like, the doctors were literally like, we can't even... We don't know how to explain this. Um, God? (laughs) Jesus. So that was something that was really cool to see. Like, I never would have met this. His name is Jalen. Never Mm -hmm. would have been able to meet Jalen had I not been in the schools. Um, One of my other favorite stories, my favorite thing about this job and preaching the gospel and Mm -hmm. mentoring high school students is watching people become born again, watching people go from questions and uncertainty and just watching the Holy Spirit reveal who Jesus is Mm -hmm. and then them crossing over onto the other side and being like, yes, I believe. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just, it's a miracle really is what it is. There was a girl that I met at a campus life. Her name's Lily and she came in and I'd seen her a couple of times at like Starbucks and we had talked a little bit because I knew one of her friends 
Um, I knew that she was very Catholic and very intelligent. She really liked Sherlock, (laughs) which I also liked. So that was a nice little connecting point. And yeah, she decided to come to a campus life. And I noticed that she was a little bit off. And so um, one of my, the parts of my job is like taking students out to coffee Mm -hmm. and just being someone, yeah, just being someone to just another adult in their life that they can talk to someone and process things. And so I was like, Hey, what's up? Like, would you ever want to go out for coffee sometime? And she was like, yeah. And I actually, I actually have some questions for you. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> she's going to like, she just, she's going to want to like compare the differences of Catholicism and Christianity and you know, whatever. And I was like, I'm not ready for that because I don't really know. <laughs> and like, at this point I'd only been really walking with the Lord for like two years, two, three years. Oh, wow. So it wasn't like I was, super well versed and anyway I was pretty nervous about it because she just seems so intelligent or she is intelligent um and so I was like okay well lord blank and I had people praying I was like meet with this girl I just pray that everything will be okay like go okay and so we get to this coffee shop and I buy her a coffee and we sit down and she just like looks at me and I'm like so what's on your mind and she's like how do I become born again like how do I become a Christian what do I have to do and I was like oh my gosh, like, I know the answer to that question. Like, <laughs> like this is super easy, girl. We oh, this is my job. <laughs> and so I got to tell her, I asked her a little bit of questions of like, you know, what do you, like, just what's your background? What do you mean by that? Whatever. But then I just mm-hmm. got to preach the gospel to her and it was really amazing. Like she was just like a sponge, just like soaking up and hearing about the grace of God and the love of God and the fact that God sees her and knows her. Mm. Um, and he's he's been there throughout all her life, you know, um, was just really great. And so that conversation kind of ended and then we started meeting up more often. I'd see her every week at campus life. And then I also run like a girl small group on Monday nights and she would come there. And then she started coming to my youth group on Wednesday nights. So I was seeing her quite a lot. And then in my city, we do something called the gathering, which Mm -hmm. is with um, a lot of the churches in the area will get together about once every quarter and the youth groups will have like a joint youth group service. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah, so we have different pastors from different youth groups lead every time and a different worship team leads every time. And so this time there happened to be a guy in from England. There was just a random connection there. Well, you know, I know it was really cool. And he just did like kind of an altar call for the gospel. And I wasn't actually the one who prayed with her, but I was able to watch one of my other coworkers pray with her. And I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like watching and just seeing her like laugh cry <laughs> <laughs> and like her come up to me and I'm like, are you okay? And she was like, Jesus is real. Like, I don't even know, like, what to feel right now. Like, she was literally sobbing and laughing all at the same time. Like, the ugly, like, snot. Like, you know, it was just, like, she was feeling some real emotions. Um, And it was just so cool to watch her go from someone who was, like, you know, a little, maybe a little bit more, like, relied on her intelligence or whatever, you know what I mean? To someone Mm -hmm. who's like, wait a minute, what? Who is God? Like, how do I, how do I do this? And then again, like I said, coming through to the other side where she was like, I know Jesus is real. I know what he's done for me on the cross. And I believe that and I accept it. And then I've got the privilege of being able to just disciple her and mentor her. And we've walked through some hard things together, but the Lord has just grown her so much and she has been on fire for God for the last two and a half years. Like there's not been a lapse, which has been incredible. I'm like, this is crazy. (laughs) 
I mean, like, you so often, like, you know, like, we become converted, and, like, we have this fire for God, and we're like, yay, we're on cloud nine, and then we kind of, like, we fall back down a little bit, but then, you know, like, Mm. then we'll hit another experience, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's kind of like these highs and these lows of our Mm. relationship with God, Mm -hmm. but, like, like, doing ministry, that keeps you high, because, like, you're serving others, and you're focusing not on yourself, but just on God, and pouring into others, Mm -hmm. and, like, that's amazing that, like, she can, whatever she's doing, whether it be ministry or just, like, intense devotions with God or praise Mm -hmm. or whatever it is just to stay there and like stay Mm -hmm. the course because so often like young baby Christians you know like Mm -hmm. coming into the world it's a hard transition yeah I think one of the things is that she's not afraid to ask hard questions Mm. she's really okay with just being like I have a question I have a question. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Oftentimes she'll text that to me at like 11 o'clock at night when I'm like in bed. And I'll be like, please hold until morning. And then I will respond and we can talk because I'm not a night person. Um, but now actually she's at this camp that yeah. me and you are at, which is amazing. I, got, I, I convinced her to come out here. And so that's just been really cool to like, you know, I met her her senior year and now just knowing her for the last two years and then to be able to have her out at Camp Alaka serving together has been yeah, being really with the great counselors for the kids and teaching them the gospel and like mm-hmm. it's just like wow God like you did a whole three sixty like mm-hmm. you take people from like Christian background not Christian background like Catholic background or whatever background mm-hmm. it is and you just you show them this simple gospel message of mm-hmm. our God being the God of the universe who created us, Mm -hmm. who came down in the humblest form among Mm -hmm. us and decided to be crucified for us. And that just, it breaks us all because it shows how much love God has for us. That God of the universe can do whatever he wants, decides to come down and die this humiliating death Mm -hmm. just so that he can be with us. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to be able to share that. And I think the more you think about the gospel, the more it grips you. Like, I don't think I'll ever exhaust the gospel. I don't think it's possible. You know, I think there's always more and it can hit you in a different way or you can be in a different season of life. And just, you know, I was talking with one of my friends who said that when she had her son, what God did, she saw in a whole new light because she was like, I now have a son. And I, I, it just blew her mind in a different way, you know, in just a different season of life. And so being able to preach the gospel in my everyday life, but then also in my job is just, (laughs) (laughs) uh, is a, it's a great privilege and I love it. Mm, Definitely. And thank you for coming and Mm -hmm. sharing your stories and the ministry that you do. And it's been a blessing and, you know, just thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Do you mind if I pray with you before we end? Let's do it. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for Beth and for sharing her story of how just, you know, not really knowing for sure who you were, but growing up with you always being there and just reaching her and touching her in a time of distress and turmoil and showing her, I'm here. And when she committed her life and some time to you in this program, just showing her you know I love you and I'm good even when the world's falling apart and things are collapsing I'm still here with you and just showing her how to praise you through the pain Mm -hmm. and thank you that she can share these stories Mm -hmm. and going on to ministry to share your love how God of the universe came down to die for us 
and how she gets to share that every day and how it's affected people in her life. And just thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.